Welcome to the Hustlers Manifesto podcast. We jailbreak from toxic hustle culture. We take Hustler back from a belief that bigger is better, security is contingent on compliance, and freedom is reserved for the powerful. I'm your host, Sarah Duran. I'm not here to tell you how to make a quick buck. I'm here to change the way work is done so that we can live more meaningful lives right now instead of betting on an uncertain future. If you value this content, please rate it and comment on this podcast wherever you get it. If you're a freelancer, consultant, or solopreneur who needs better strategy for your business, learn more about what I do at fruitioninitiatives.com. Thanks for being part of the movement. Hi, Corey. Hello. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have you join us and we will get into all the things. We like almost didn't get here because we were just having the best, com- best conversation before we even hit record. So um, let's start off with the three questions that I ask everyone at the top. And I just smush these all together because I think that they contribute to each other and it's hard to answer them separately. Tell us who you are, what is your work, and why do you do it? Okay, I'll answer the first two at the same time. So my name is Corey Fraden. Thanks again for having me. Excited to be here, all that stuff. So I'm a serial entrepreneur who's dabbled in a lot of different ventures over the years. Most recently, I ran a successful blog called Quick Boost, where I wrote about things like personal development, time management, goal setting, stuff like that. Got over a million views, features in places like Forbes and Entrepreneur and uh, MSN and others. Uh, Currently, I'm a co-founder of a book publishing agency called Authors.io where we ghostwrite, edit, design, and publish number one bestsellers for busy professionals. And so that's who I am and what I do. And then why do I do it? I do it for fun. Is I just, I enjoy entrepreneurship. I use fulfillment as a guiding metric for a lot of what I do, fulfillment and joy and meaning. And so entrepreneurship is just something I didn't know I was going to be super into when I started off doing it like a decade ago. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's very much a driving force for me just because I enjoy it so much. I love it. So we got connected because I think you like read something of mine on Medium and then emailed me. I think that's how we got connected. Yeah. And then sometimes when we sometimes when people like I'm all about making those kinds of connections. So almost always when people email me those kinds of things, I'm like, sure, let's hop on the phone. But then sometimes it's, I'm like, oh, is this just going to be like a weird sales thing or what's this about or blah, blah, blah. And I remember we got on the phone or on the Zoom the first time and we had the most wonderful, authentic conversation about like all kinds of crazy things. Just like just a genuine conversation that you would have with someone that you met and are like, oh, I actually like connect with this person. This is lovely. And I remember walking away from the conversation and I even told my husband this afterwards. I was like, I talked to the nicest guy today. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be like weird and salesy. And it was just like a lovely, wonderful, authentic human conversation. And then you also proceeded to connect me with, I think, five other people, three to five other people who almost all of them, like I'm still in touch with all of them, like oh, to this day. That. And I think I can't remember how long ago you and I first connected, but one of them is a part of a mastermind group that I run. And she also writes the most wonderful blog. She's Anna. She's going to be on the podcast in a few weeks, actually. And you connected me with Laura, who's a consultant. Who She's a consultant who teaches people how to be consultants. 
And she has been so wonderful and is always just reach out if you need any help or want to brainstorm about things. So that so it's your connector. And it's one of the definitely something that I want to touch on. Tell talk to us about how that happened and like why you do that and like how you do that. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for all those compliments. Oh, that's so nice. I'm like totally blushing. Yeah, I think we were talking about this before we started recording. Like the whole like connecting thing is not something that came naturally to me. I was saying too, like I used to be very much if you didn't live right next to me, if you didn't, if you were like my next door neighbor, then I was just never going to see you because I just didn't have any like systems in place to stay in touch. I never knew. Do I text them? When do I text them? Is it too much? Whatever. And then it was actually, but I always saw the value in making, I like making friends and I like chatting and I like meeting new people and I'm very curious and all that kind of plays really well together. But I remember a couple of years ago, I was reading a book called How to Be a Power Connector, the 550 rule by a Judy Robinette. Have you heard of that book? I haven't. So she was saying her system for like how to meet new people and like how to structure things and like, here's the spreadsheet to make. And it was just a super good book. And I took so many notes because I'm like, oh, finally, uh, like someone is telling me like how to meet people and then like how to stay in touch with those people. Because it was it was those two things are super hard, like meeting them and staying in touch. And then I don't know. And then I was always so like selfish with my friendships in that I would like make a cool friend and then I would tell no one about them. I know never connect them because I'm like, I just want to keep them to myself. I want them to be my own special friend, whatever. But then even in that book, it was saying like how fun it is to put other people in touch. And not only is it fun putting them in touch, but then people will like you more because you're giving and you're helping these people. And then I read another book somewhat thereafter called Your Music and People by Derek Sibbers. And that's actually, it was like a book geared towards like musicians on like how to market your music. So, but it's really just a marketing book, just with a kind of specific target audience. And I remember he was talking about something in there too. Whatever, those are just two books to check out in terms of marketing or networking. But all that to say, so create that spreadsheet, you put everybody you know onto it, and then you have just rules for when to reach out and like, well, the questions to ask, like, what are you working on? And like, how can I help? And who are you looking to meet? Because maybe I know someone. And then it just becomes, it's just, in my case, has become kind of its own thing. And so, yeah, I have, I know, okay, I'll reach out to this person once a month or this person every other month and I'll take notes on what they're working on. And then maybe I can connect them in some way. And so that's what it is in a nutshell, but it certainly didn't come naturally to me. But yeah, those books were really helpful and it's been a lot of fun doing it. I think the thing that, and this is something I've been reflecting on a lot in my own business too, and in some recent like other interactions I've had with people is like, and something that I like coach people on a lot is that people are always trying to find better clients, right? So you're, they're always like freelancers come to me and they're like, how do I find better clients? And I'm like, how are you trying to find clients? And they usually tell me things like, oh, I'm on social media or have some sort of like lead generative PDF or I do calls with people. But the thing about it is like you, the thing that I appreciated so much about the calls that I've had with you is it's not about selling someone something, right? Like you're genuinely just, I like connecting with people and I like connecting people with each other. And what that means is that you're building these these relationships that are based on relationships. You're not looking at people dollar signs. I think when people talk about quote unquote networking, it's you're looking at someone as if they're like a, a walking dollar sign. You're only talking to that person because you're like, maybe they're going to be a client or maybe they're going to find me a client, which is you can't go into those conversations with that mindset. It has to be about genuinely just making connections with people. And when you do that, 
you end up, whether it's that person or five people removed from that person, like the rule of three or whatever, mm. that eventually it does the organic reciprocity of it always comes around where it's you're you do end up getting better work and better work relationships and better clients and better projects from make from having this really organic authentic network of people that you like so it's about there's just something there that it was the motivation of it is it's just about connecting with people like when you explain it you're not like, yeah i'm doing this because it's like how i build my business you're like mm. i do this because i like connecting with people and i like connecting people with each other yeah period and I love, yeah, and I love talking to people who are also like super passionate about what they're doing because that's just, that's fun. And and even to, to your point about the whole like networking kind of concept or like handing out business cards at the conference or the convention or whatever, that's never been super appealing to me. Um, and so like when I jump on calls, like when you and I talk, I don't call them like networking calls. If my wife asks, like, oh, who are you talking to? Or are you, what kind of call are you doing today? Whatever. Or like my business partner's asking, I'm like, oh, I have a friend call at this time. I have a sales call at this time. I have a different friend call later today. Just because in my, if I start calling it networking, then it starts to feel super gross and I don't like yeah. it anymore. But if it's a friend call, it's like, whether it's a first time call someone or like I've been talking to them for years, they're just like my friend and we'll like, and if I put them in touch or I want to help them in some way or whatever. Yeah, it's just, it's fun. And but yeah, when I reached out to you, like I was trying to, and that kind of goes back to, I think Derek Sivers talks about in that book. If not, he wrote about it somewhere else. Just like reaching out to new people every day. Mm -hmm. I was like at that time when you and I first met, I was writing a lot on Medium and I didn't necessarily need to meet all these people i was just looking to commiserate with other medium writers or hey what's working for you what's working for me and then like share share some information and then it's oh cool what other things you're working on let's help each other and so it was never like it was always like starting with the friendship first and knowing there will be things we can share with each other it'll be like tips and whatever maybe other people we can connect each other with totally um, it, it's something that this is gonna i think these words are like overused right now but i don't have better words for it so i'm just gonna use these words but it is Something that this is making me think about, too, is I've been talking to a lot of people lately about the difference between a scarcity mindset and, a, and, a, and an abundance mindset. And going into all like one way to go into, quote unquote, networking is a scarcity mindset where I have to go into this and get something tangible out of it. Mm. You're coming from a place where you need something from this person. And coming into it from an abundance mindset is you're coming into these calls being like, I have something to offer. I have something and not something that I'm asking this person to pay me for, but something where I'm just like, hey, I've been on this crazy entrepreneurial journey. You have been on this crazy entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey. How can we like, like, sometimes you just need to be able to talk to people on that journey and be like, what is this crazy journey that we're on? And it's all the twists and turns and the way. Yeah. So it's just like a fundamentally different way, I think, of approaching it. Like you're when you're handing out the business cards at the conference, you're like, you're like, I have to make connections. And you're like quantifying it. And you're like watching people walk around like dollar signs, right? As opposed to, I just want to like connect and talk to cool people and let self out. So sorry to interject. It's awesome yeah. when you go the intention. Of, it's, the intention is very powerful because like recently I've been, testing it like hey what if i treat these calls as sales calls and i'm trying to push them on something mm -hmm. or it's like oh these suck and i get off them and i feel like really sad and then what if i just and so it's okay so i need to treat them as like i'm making a new friend over here and if i'm doing a sales call through like lead gen stuff then okay that's great it's just a different intention and i will say too something i thought about was and i wanted to point out was so i'm super selfish and that's like something very inherent in like my personality and so what I was saying earlier about, I would hoard my friends, but I would never connect them. I'm never like, I would keep one over here and I would, I would get jealous. I started talking to people because I was just, I wanted everything to myself and it's, I'm still selfish, 
but I've just realigned the interest to be selfish in a way that helps you as opposed to only helping me. Like it's, so I'm still like, I'm still making you like me. I'm still developing our friendship, but I'm doing it in a way that's also going to help you. So I can be selfish and have it benefit you and make you happy too. So we can be doing our own thing as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I love it. <laughs> the, other, yeah. the other thing that's making me think of too, is like when you're going into it, when you're going into it with this, like whatever we want to call it, abundance mindset or like this mindset that it's literally just about building the connection. You're also not like, I think a lot of people get into this place where like when you're thinking about having those types of like calls or conversations and you're thinking of it purely from a business building standpoint, then you're narrowing the type of people that you're talking to, right? Mm. Because then you get caught in all these like words that people use like avatar. And, and those words are important. Like when you yeah. are selling something, it is important to know who you're selling it to. I'm not saying that's not important, but I do think that actually I, this is part of like how I think about like goal setting for myself. And when I work on goal setting with other people is this concept of like tight and loose where you're so narrowly focused on the one thing that you think is the pathway to get to that thing. Then all of these other ways that the universe may bring you other things that you never thought of are going to be closed off to you because you have this these blinders on, right? Mm. And so I also think if you have this mentality where you're having conversations with almost literally anyone, then it's able to bring you new ideas, new opportunities, new connections in a way that wouldn't be true if you were like, in your case, I'm only going to focus on people who might want to publish oh, a book, right? Oh, yeah. Because you're talking to people like all over the spectrum of like all over the spectrum, I think. Yeah. And if you're only narrowly focused on people who might buy this thing from you, then you're closing off pathways to other things and other people. Totally. And so it goes back to the curiosity thing I was talking about earlier. So I will like I might reach out to a potential client, but like it's but it's also I might just reach out to a psychic because I find that stuff like fascinating and we'll just have a talk. But it's also, so we reached out because I was doing medium a lot. So I knew like worst case, even if we didn't get along, we could talk about medium stuff. Mm -hmm. So we had this initial commonality mm -hmm. and we were in the publications, I think. So I was able to be like, oh, we're both in the startup or whatever. And we had initial common ground. I couldn't just reach out to anybody and be like, hey, do you want to just jump on a call? Because you immediately look like you're just spam because totally. I operate a lot through email. But yeah, going in with the common ground, like, hey, we're both in the startup. We're both working on medium. You want to chat? And then once we're on the call, like you and yours and my case that was a rough sentence we got along really well so it's oh cool now we have something there's like a real friendship there like, yeah. let's continue this conversation let's keep talking but even if we weren't vibing it's oh cool at least we were able to talk about medium and then we'll go our separate ways but going in with that kind of too is like having that common ground or giving them a reason to want to be on that call because i've sent so many emails out and then just no one responds and it's okay i need to adjust some things too yeah totally also, almost like you're almost like marketing yourself in that you're going to send out a bunch of in my case cold emails to people None of maybe one or two will respond, a handful will respond. And then then it's then you're developing a real connection with them once you jump on that call. Totally. But like the call, the email for me, because like I get, as I'm sure everyone does, I get like a ton of cold emails and like cold LinkedIn messages where it's like, hey, like I'm a like if you're starting off by being like, hey, my name's blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing I sell. Want to have a call? Right. right? Yeah. And every time I'm like, delete, I'm like, unsubscribe, right. take me off your list. Because that, like the email you sent me was like, hey, I see that you published stuff on Medium. Want to chat? And I was I like, wasn't, like, I literally wasn't trying to sell you. I was just like, yeah, you want to just like, talk? Let's just talk. Let's just be friends. 
but it's yeah it's but you have to but i have to be very thoughtful about that kind of that, that was like the email that was like version seven or whatever that email yeah. because no one was responding if i just said okay we're on both on so you have to there's some thought that goes into it too yeah totally but, i think that something that like i'm always trying to think about in my own business or help other people think about in their business is like what is the an excuse sounds like the wrong word because it is jet like again i think it's it needs to be like a genuine desire to connect with people not like connect for other reasons but sometimes you need like a an excuse or like a reason of like, hey like for me i've been in this place where i've been doing a ton of what i call listening to her calls because i'm in the process of developing this new product and it's not me getting on calls being like hey i'm developing this product like you want to buy it in three months <laughs> once i develop it it's like, hey can we talk about like the pain points in your business or like how you think about these things or like how you've tried to solve these problems. And so I've been doing that. I did one with you. I've been doing that over the last like couple of months. And every time I am just amazed, every time I have those kinds of conversations with people, I am just amazed by the amazing generosity of the people in my network. And being able to reach out, people will just hop, people, like extremely busy people who charge a lot of money for an hour of their time will just hop on the phone with me and just shoot the shit, right? And you're just like, you get to have a conversation and remember how much you like love these people and why they're such an integral part of your, again, network is just not the yeah. perfect word to describe it, but word, it just yeah. constantly amazes me how generous people are with just like having those kinds of those like genuine conversations where you're like i just want to connect with another human that i like yeah, people are wonderful when you're not trying to sell them on stuff it's like right? when you sell them they're like then it's like oh man there's so much friction but yeah when you're just going in and what, like what you said like leading it with curiosity i just want to ask you a question and people because people love to get asked questions i literally just want to know about you and what you're working on maybe that will help me maybe it won't like but i just want to learn about you i think yeah that's super i was thinking of someone was complete. I was talking to someone the other day. They were complaining about like, how do you, I don't know. How do you make, like, how are you making friends? Like, how do you make friends? And I was like, I didn't, they were just more venting out loud. So I didn't really weigh in with my advice, but all that to say, if you use the thing you're working on, it's like the common ground. And then you're reaching out to people that you think are curious. If you work in a company and you work remote and you're like feeling really isolated, like you could literally go through your Slack channel and reach out to all those people and be like, Hey, like I work for this company too. Like you seem like you've been at the company for a long time. Like you want to jump on a call and we can talk. And they can literally just start with that. And then you can just start doing it. You can reach out to one person a day and yeah. start making friendships. I love it. We'll build the list. I pick, sometimes picture you when we're like on a call and you're like, let me go back to my notes and like tell you about this person that I met the other day. I like picture it as like that old school Rolodex where you're oh, like thumbing sure. through. That's not what yeah. your system looks like. Yeah. But it does just remind me. I remember my parents had the old school Rolodex on their desk and had all the business cards in there. And they would like thumb through it and be like, oh, yeah, I know that. I know a guy. And like, thumb through <laughs> I, so I, I feel used to, like I, used to I don't, yeah but i do feel like a i think you're absolutely right about the it feels gross people don't want to have conversations when you're just like purely trying to sell them something yeah but it also is again this is the number one thing that people ask me how to do the number one thing is like how do i get better clients and i'm like you build relationships with people and then eventually whether it's that person or someone that they know you're going to get better clients because you will have built a genuine relationship with someone that you like. And about that, that, just yeah. about that, period. You built a relationship with someone that you like. And whether it's they are, are like, hey, I remember you're trying to write a book. I remember I had this like awesome call with this guy named Corey and that's what he does. Like, why don't I connect you? 
Like that would never occur to me if the call was just like, hey, let me tell you how I can sell you this package about writing a book. Right. Like I would never, I would be like, nah. That's interesting, Brino, because my thought process on like lead gen has changed. Like what I'll, like what I love about the friendship calls and like just making new friends in general is the exchange of information and meeting new people. But as far as like client, like word of mouth, like client referrals, I have like, I brought on some clients just by being friends with people. They're like, oh, you should talk to so-and-so. That's been good. But I wanted to find a more consistent way to bring it. So lately, I'm happy to go into lead gen stuff, like what we're doing right now, because we're using yeah. a couple of tools that have been like consistently booking sales calls for us. Yeah. But the friend calls, like the making friends, I think has been very valuable in terms of, yeah, making new friendships, but also sharing information, meeting new people. And then the more information, the more you can do anything. You could advance in your career, you can advance in your health, whatever, which is super exciting for me. It lights up my brain. I love it. As far as the consistent legion stuff, we're using a couple different tools right now. So that way I don't have to rely. I don't have to put too much strain on my friends. Be like, can you know anyone? I could just be on a call with you and just be here and just chat with you and catch up or learn something new. So, the, so anyways, happy to go into that if you want, but I also don't know which direction you want to take it. No, that would be great. Let's do that. So for us, again, to give a little bit of context, I'm the co-founder of an agency that, so we ghostwrite, edit, design, publish books for busy professionals. We guarantee they'll be bestsellers and we do all the marketing and publicity for them. So getting them featured in places like Business Insider, Yahoo Finance, or getting on ABC or NBC, that kind of stuff. So we, it's a done-for-you publishing agency. Anyways, it's high ticket. And all that to say, we were running into, in the early days, we were, or I guess maybe a handful of months ago, we were running into the problem of how to consistently find high ticket, people willing to pay a high ticket price. So using, we have struck something that's working really well for us. Right now, we're using a couple different tools. One is called Dripify, and the other is called Instantly. And they're both just cold outreach tool tools. So Instantly is a cold outreach tool for email and Dripify is cold outreach on LinkedIn, but it's basically the same thing. You put in your lead or your lead list. So on Dripify, you would just plug in like a LinkedIn search and then you just give them a sequence. And so they just, so it sends a connection request. And then once they accept the connection request, then it says, Hey, looks like you've worked out some cool projects. Have you ever thought writing a book? Like ever thought about writing a book? Like we worked with a VP like you recently, and now he's doing five year speaking gigs. We got him on the bestsellers list. We could probably do the same for you. Do you want to chat? So it's just all, all this automated stuff because it was a lot of the manual outreach that was also driving me crazy. And so we've been booking probably like 10 to 15 sales calls a week now. And so between that and then instantly just called email and we're actually in the process of bringing on a, like a sales, like a closer agency. So that way, because I like to talk to people, but sales calls as much as I want to develop like sales as a skill, I realize like someone on my team could do a better job than me and they will. So we're in the process. We're actually bringing on like a sales, like closer agency to come in and handle all of our sales calls for. So we can just work on working on the client stuff, focus okay. on the end and building it up from there. So that's been really nice. So anyone trying to do lead gen stuff, I would check out those tools. I love the way you position that too, is because like how you said that it takes the pressure off of you ha using those kinds of tools in the background allows you to have conversations like this, where you don't have to do that during the conversation. Right. And right. Like, I still think that to think about the words like high ticket for a freelancer because I think this is an, another thing that I get asked all the time is like how do you like people want quote-unquote high ticket like retainer type clients like if you're a freelancer right and you have to go into it with the same kind of mentality as if you're selling some sort of like high ticket like service or product like you're selling or like I sell similar alert not about book publishing but similar types of quote-unquote high ticket things right where you're not where getting you you nurture someone in a relationship it, to get to a place where they're like ready to to purchase something that's high ticket, right? Sometimes you get like that unicorn that's just like 
they they found you're their unicorn and they're your unicorn where it's like they're you're the perfect thing and they're like yes it's exactly what i've been looking for let me write you a check for 30 grand right now or whatever right right? right. but in most cases like if someone's going to commit to like quote unquote like high ticket types of prices whether it's like a product type of thing or an ongoing like service relationship with someone that's a relationship where you're like nurturing people into it and it's built off of it's most of the time built off of relationships that have been nurtured over time where you're building trust with someone. You're not just like out of the gate, like, hey, want to spend 30 grand. But again, like there are exceptions where you're like, you will have a mutual unicorn and it'll, well, the stars will just align. Yeah, that's what we're trying to build out a process because like, me or my business partner, his name's also Corey, by the way, which I think is so funny. Which I love. Yeah. We don't want to be like the bottleneck, like preventing the agency from growing. And so that's why we're trying to put systems into place where at least we're being really direct with people like, hey, like you're our ideal person. We have this thing that like people like you have used in the past and enjoyed. Do you want to talk about it? So at least we're being really direct. I'm not like going in with a friend call and then like secretly here comes the pitch, like stick <laughs> around. Like I'm just being, su- we're being super direct with it. And that's been, it's been working well. But yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of different ways to play. There is the, it's like the developing the friendships, getting the network, but it's also, I think it depends a lot on personality too. And like, and, but to speak to what you're talking about in terms of charging high ticket stuff, I was running, so authors die is what I'm doing now, but I was also running a couple different agencies over the fall. One was a content agency and one was an email marketing agency. And the issues that we were, I was running into with both of those was that like, the people we were reaching out to were used to paying low ticket prices. So like I was trying to, I wanted to convert our business to a high ticket business, but I was reaching out to the same people that were paying like a hundred dollars for our service or $300 for our service. And it was like, how are we ever going to make this jump? So I think also being really specific about realizing their, like the demographic needs to change. If, if you're reaching out to someone who's new in their business versus someone who's been doing their business for 10 years and is really successful at it, like those are two different people. Totally. And they need two different things, I think. I think that every, it always depends on what the product is, right? This may not be true of every single product, but some sometimes the people who, there are people who really are going to benefit. The low ticket item is exactly what they need, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge mindset shift. And it's a huge, it's basically how the types of, the type of freelancing that I do, which is different than all the coaching mm. and content stuff that I do. But the type of freelancing that I do is it is what I guess you would refer to as high ticket. But basically, it's the way I get those types of contracts. It is referral only. I don't advertise it for it at all. If you went to my website, you would never even know that I do large scale project management for research teams on the back end, right? right. Like, you go to my website, you don't. Even, I don't even advertise that stuff because those people don't even know that I have a website, right? Like right. they just. They, it's all word of mouth. It's all like me building personal individual relationships with people and then having me in the back of their mind or having me in the back of their mind when one of their friends is like hey i'm about to launch this huge project like i don't have the right capacity to do it but it is like definitely a mental shift for me as i think about applying that same kind of mentality to the coaching side of my business which is something i've been thinking a lot about over the the last few months but it's definitely it's a shift it's a shift for sure and i think uh, so i think it goes back to what we're talking about of in terms of like it being a preference thing. And also I think it depends on the, like the capacity of the business. So if you're a one person team, then we're just like strictly like bringing on clients based off friendships or referrals. That's probably the best way to do it because you don't have the capacity to like, you can't hunt and whatever the saying, I don't know. You can't like find them and fulfill the contract or whatever at the same time. 
So it makes sense as one ends, someone else says, Hey, I have a friend. And then, but if you change that model to now, it's like, you're an agency, you have a team and it's, oh, I can't just survive off of like my friends throwing me a bone every six right. months, whatever. I need to systemize this because otherwise we're going to be in trouble. I think it depends on like where you're at. It depends what you want to. Some people don't want that or some people don't want to like do referrals. I think that there's so many different factors, but the other thing I was going to say too, about the high ticket versus low ticket, and it may not, and it's not being right for one person or another. So we like, it, it depends on the end goal too, of what your service provides. So like for us, it wouldn't make sense to work with someone new on their like career uh, or along their journey, because the end goal for us is to help them land like five figure speaking gigs or start doing more consulting or move out of their corporate position into start doing like their own thing, get them exposure for their coaching business, whatever. So it wouldn't make sense for someone who's like brand new to like work with us because they just wouldn't get the benefit. So I think right. it depends a lot on what the end goal is too. Yeah, that's, that is so true. And that just tie it all in a neat little bow before we wrap up. I think that's like the answer, right? Is what I'm, what I am realizing more and more, and especially as I work with freelancers is like, it's totally fine. I think people use the term like lifestyle business, which sounds like, it sounds like it's, oh, aren't you cute with your little lifestyle business? Like that, there's definitely, that is like a perfectly valid, like it, again, like. It's work to have one of those. It is work. And it's in a lot of ways for some people more fulfilling because you're like, I'm working in these like very intimate one-on-one ways with people that I like genuinely, right? And not to say that you can't do that with a higher ticket, like an agency or a bigger business, but you just get a little bit farther removed. And so I think it's about being able, like knowing, really starting with what do you want, which totally changes over time. Maybe you have a lifestyle business and then a year later, you're like, maybe I want a bigger thing or maybe you have a bigger thing and a year later, you're like, maybe I want a smaller thing. But it is about that fundamental, what is the need that it's meeting for you? And the need that you're meeting for, the need that you're meeting for your clients too. Totally. I was working with a coach recently. She gave me this like insight, which is like changed everything. I would do something and I would start a business, whatever, and it wouldn't work. And be like, oh, I'm like so upset or I would test something and or I would do some sort of marketing campaign and it wouldn't work. And she told me like, see, everything is a test. So, so if something doesn't work, it's oh, cool. That was a test. And now I know what doesn't work and now I can test something else. And so same thing with the business model. Like I'm going to test being a freelancer. I'm going to test starting an agency. I'm going to test building an app, whatever, like test it, see how it feels. And if it doesn't work well for you, then good. Now you learned and you can do something else. Like before I was doing what I'm doing now, I ran that, I ran a blog and like my days were spent with like me writing, you know, this feels amazing. Like I never want to work with clients one-on-one. I never want to do service stuff. And then when I decided to make a change and I was talking to like some friends about like partnering up on stuff, I'm like, oh, this actually sounds really cool. Let me try this. And now I'm really enjoying it. And so you just don't know. It's all just testing things and preference. Like you said, preferences change. I love it. I think that is the perfect gem to end on. We'll definitely have you back again, uh, Corey, because there's many other things that I'd love to talk to you about. But thank you so much for being here for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And it's always so much fun talking. I'm, I'm really happy we were able to do this. Yeah, me too.